Get ready for comedy. Elmo's horny. Politics. The gay spin on the story was like, Queen Elizabeth fucking loves us. Pop culture. I'm not a sports fan. I don't follow this shit. Sexual harassment of celebrity guests. And you are always welcome in my apartment in New York City. And by my apartment, I mean my bed. <laughs> and poetry. Hotter than Vesuvius, more well-endowed than the Mastodon. It's the Adam Sank Show on Derek and Romaine 2.0. And for the next hour, you're in the ass. Oh, okay. And now... The one, the only, Adam Sank! Bottom. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. I'm through with playing by the rules of someone oh else's We always game. think this is going to sound I'm good. I'm killing it. I don't know about you. He's but. eating right now. He's giving all Too up. late for second guessing. Too late to go back to sleep. Okay, I can't take it anymore. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the Adam Sank Show and the Adam Sank Show Chorus. <laughs> today oh shit the date got cut off of this fucking rundown again what day T- is today it, is i believe saturday august, august 4th. 4th thank you 2018 uh we are not live obviously that's why we're pretending that it's saturday august 4th <laughs> the illusion that, is the illusion is real uh, so don't call us. All episodes of The Adam Sank Show are now available on iTunes or whatever your audio device is. However, you can listen to the premiere every week at 11 o'clock Eastern on Saturdays at adamsank.com slash podcast. Please leave me your ratings and reviews on iTunes. Like the Facebook page. Email me your dick pics at adam at adamsank.com. And for God's sake, nominate The Adam Sank Show for the podcast awards. Ryan, do you know how to do that? Yes. You go on the website. You register. It's podcastawards.com. I need that. And it's easy and free to register as a listener. Then you go to the GLBT category and you look for Adam Sank Show and you nominate it. Also in the listener's choice category. Derek and Romaine are also nominated in both categories. If you don't vote, if you don't nominate me, please nominate them. Um, I want to be nominated. Yes. I never want anything. Yes. Also, I think you're limiting yourself by asking for exclusively dick pics. I think you should be asking for nudes always. Always nudes. Nudes is beautiful. I I just don't want to see someone's gaping asshole. Okay, but what about a not gaping asshole? A not, like I, a nice booty cheek. That's the, just uh, the asshole picture for me, Adam. Okay, it's well, share the wealth. Send Ryan Frosting <laughs> your yes, asshole pictures. Please. Send me your dick pictures, and then everyone will be happy. Ryan, you don't have like a public email address, right? But they can find you on Twitter. I mean, Insta. Yeah. DM him on Twitter. With slide into my DMs, bitch. And remember that his name on social media, Ryan Frosting, with an N, like cake, cake frosting, like my cakes. Don't get me started. Yes. <laughs> now. Our guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is an up-and-coming LGBTQ comedian. <laughs> He's of the G variety. Yes. Um, who I recently discovered and who I think is... I mean, I didn't discover him. He's doing great things on I his own. I discovered him. I became aware of him, and I think he's hilarious and charming, and his name is Zach Zimmerman. He will be here in just a few minutes to talk to us. But we have so many stories to talk about. You guys should know, Ryan's been helping me now as my permanent co-host. I'm also a co-producer. He's a co-producer. He's been finding me fabulous stories for the ass. And for the last two weeks, we had so many goddamn stories, we couldn't do like couldn't pick one. a fourth of them. But this one rose to the top of the pile, and this is a rare thing, you guys. We are going to start with a cocktails and cock talk story. Hit it. And now, time for another stupid story from cocktails at cocktalk.com. Yeah, suck my cock. God, every time he says that, I just get a little tingly. Floods your basement. Yeah, suck my cock. Yeah, suck my cock. The great Frank Liotti. Well... Cocktails and Cock Talk ran what I think could be its first ever blind item. And I love blind items. Yes. I also hate them because usually I I can't figure out who it is and it drives me insane. But this one I figured out immediately. So I'm going to read it to you word for word. And Ryan already knows the answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if JB and Karmisha, you can join in here too. JB's friend is here. If you can figure this out. Here it is. This heartthrob has been a poster pinup since he broke into the industry a couple decades ago. Even though he hasn't had a blockbuster smash in quite a number of years and is having some trouble legally, that's legally, 
he's not short on offers in the bedroom. But despite having children with a stunning blonde co-star and dating a handful of others, we've heard that he occasionally prefers male company. Quote, he gives the worst blowjobs. I mean, sure, he's hot, but literally the worst blowjob I've had in my life. Too much teeth. End quote. That's according to a source. Although we're sure it wasn't his intention to hurt him, as despite claims, we're not sure if he's the violent type, though we do wonder if any of his former girlfriends know what he did. Okay, so I'm all I'm going to say Ryan Seacrest. No, but you're so you're close. You're so close. Oh like, ridiculously I close. No yeah, I get into the mic, but I can't hear you. I have no idea. This is Carmisha Car- Carnisha. Carmisha. Carmisha, excuse yes. me. You don't know either. Let me tell you again. The hints in this are intention, legally, and what he did. Those all refer to movies that either he or his ex-wife were in. Okay, so I'm assuming it's a legally blonde movie? Yes. Okay. So I'm not very good with actors' names. Are you? Because you work with them. I so. didn't see Legally Blonde. Oh, you're but you know who starred in it, right? No. <laughs> Ryan. Okay, so should I say? Who First is? say who the star of Legally Blonde is. Le- um, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Yes. yes. Who was Reese Witherspoon married to? Who was see, in Cruel Intentions nobody, and I Know What You Did Last Summer. He's irrelevant. I, that's why it was hard for me. All right, if you haven't figured it out, listeners, it's Ryan Philippi. And it is Philippi, by the way, so don't correct me. Felipe. It's not Felipe and it's not Philippe, it's Philippi. I've heard him say it on the Howard Stern show. <laughs> I am disappointed that he gives teethy blowjobs, but the possibility that oh, he might cute. be with... Kind of cute. He's yeah. gorgeous. He's, he's really one cute. of the hottest men in the world. But I've been in love with him since the 90s. He's kind of a has-been. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but that's why it wasn't so obvious. I have sex with people who, who were never famous all the time. <laughs> that's... That's just kind of specialty. I feel like that's all of our lives. But you know what? I want to just say that we had a conversation, I don't know how many months ago, about blowjobs, and everyone came for me about how I wasn't really. Teethy that... blowjobs. Yeah. Oh, it was this the is... hand job, blowjob conversation. I yes. that. Pulled the clip. This is exactly why. And I think that there are a lot of men who give TP blowjobs. I mean, I think that this is someone that obviously doesn't have a lot of experience, but it's real. Well, the I just want to say. Is alive and well. I want to say for legal reasons. I have no idea if Ryan Philippi has ever been with another man or if this is him. I'm just saying the clues tend to point yes. toward Ryan Philippi, and I'm not mad about it. Not mad. Well, I'm mad about the TP blowjob, but I'm yeah, not I'm mad about the mad idea about of blowjobs. him giving a blowjob. He's delicious. Okay, moving on. Ryan and JB, have you ever had summer penis? Ah. Uh. Summer, fall, Wait, summer, winter, spring. Define summer penis. You mean like penis just for their season? Because, no, I'm a hoe. I sleep with everyone I want. It sounds like what you're thinking, but no, doctors confirm that the heat wave is having a positive effect on the size of male genitals. Hmm. What? Men are claiming that the soaring temperatures that have been happening across the country this summer are improving their erections and penis sizes turning many men into showers rather than growers. Now, is it direct like contact from the sun or is it just the heat? Because <laughs> no, that doesn't make you're, sense. You're not like sunbathing your penis. You're not like... Well, people do that. Not most of them. This is the, uh, the heat. Doctors say the heat, the sweating, and also we drink more water when it's hot. That's and th- this all uh, creates what's known as genital bloat. <laughs> That sounds awful. Hot temperatures cause one's blood vessels to widen and swell. Yeah. One of the doctors in this article said, quote, there's a reason people don't take honeymoons at the North Pole. Oh, okay. I have now, summer. Now I know. I don't have summer penis, but I have summer anus. <laughs> yeah, my ass does get big over the summer, My too. asshole is huge. Gaping. We're back to the gaping asshole. So quickly. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Dudley Danoff, author of The Ultimate Guide to Male Sexual Health, who will be next week's guest, believes that hot temperatures cause blood vessels. Oh, we already said this. Hot weather also makes testicles enlarge. This all started because someone on Reddit asked other users if they experienced bigger dicks in the summer and smaller dicks in the winter. Um, I'll say this. My dick looks very small in the winter and very small in the summer. All year long. No, but it, it, I, I know what they're saying. When, when it's certainly when it's hot, my balls are mm-hmm. like ten times. Oh bigger. yeah, to the floor. My balls go from being like a, a, you know, 
two grapes to, you know, a couple golf balls. That's generous. You don't know. I I do know. You don't know. I don't really know, but I know. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up right now. No, but yeah, my dick definitely looks better when it's warm than when it's cold. We're going to have to do like um. Well, next like a week we'll bring experience. in a heater yeah. and some rulers, <laughs> and we'll do a little. On we should do like experiment. a. We should do like a. Uh, ass like um like science experiment. We should set up like a little station over here and start doing a little like experiments. <laughs> the like, ass do, like, a science corner. Yes. <laughs> we have to think of a better name than that. We'll work on it. Science with ass. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, it'll come to me. Um, listeners, if uh, if you'd like to send me your pictures of summer penis, my email address <laughs> or is summer anus. or summer anus. I really don't want to see that. But my email Again, address is adam at adamsang.com. Meanwhile, uh, Ryan, you're an only child. I am. I have two older sisters, but no brothers. JB, do you have siblings? I don't even know this. Oh, wait, so I didn't have for 18 years of my life. I was only child. And then when I was 18, my mom decided to have kids. So now I have three little girls. Oh, yeah. so so you have so none of us has older brothers is the point. No, I'm noticed. And why that's important is because a new scientific study shows that gay guys who have older brothers are more likely to be bottoms. Someone actually paid for this study. This <laughs> is kind of like strange <laughs> because it makes me think like, well. <laughs> Oh, and there's some uh, audio of the younger of brothers someone running into clubs. at play. Yes. Um, it makes you think of what? Well, it's just like, I mean, if someone has an older brother and they end up being a bottom. They want to get fucked by their older is brother? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that, talking, are, are we talking incest now? That's Ryan? kind of where my mind went. Is How wrong? dare you? My mind did not go there. It went there immediately. I know. This study was conducted in Canada. There was a second one that replicated it, conducted in the United States. Both studies found that fraternal birth order may impact whether a gay guy is bottom top or verse. Scientists call the phenomenon in the fraternal, the fraternal birth order effect, or FBO. <laughs> they don't totally understand how it works, but it's all about, they think it's about uh, what happens in the womb. Um, the belief is that after a mother carries a male fetus to term, um, the Y chromosomes cause some sort of immunological reaction, and the antibodies from that reaction stay in her body, impacting the brains of future fetuses. They've already known for many years that the younger you, uh, um, the lower your birth order in a family, if you're a guy, the more likely you are to be gay. In other words, if a woman has 10 sons, the 10th one, his chances of being gay are like 90%. Because they think that there's this feminizing process that goes on inside her body every time she gives birth to a man. So now apparently this is extending to bottoms. Bottom. Bottom. I'm very confused at that study because I'm my mother's one and only child. And I'm a homosexual. A and I'm homosexual. the only boy and Ryan's the only child. So clearly yeah. this doesn't apply to individuals. It applies to populations. So they look at millions of people and they do the, they crunch the numbers. And what they find is older brother if you're the oldest boy you're far less likely to be gay than if you're the youngest boy doesn't mean there are no gay older brothers clearly there are okay wait now i think about it i do remember kids in my in, in my younger youth he had a brother and that little brother was a little a little too friendly a little fruity mm. Mm, no as in he was trying to gay bait me and i wasn't about that life mm -mm. yeah i don't do i don't do younger guys it's a rule i hear you girl there you go well, anyway, I thought that was fascinating, and I again, I can't believe that someone's funding these studies. But I guess keep listen, them coming. It's important, you know. Years and years ago, when I was coming up, we had there were there was all this talk about what caused homosexuality. Was it right. nature or nurture? And and there was a belief among many in the community that if we could prove that this was a biological state rather than a choice or a preference, which is what the idiots on the right have always said, then how can they deny us our civil rights? It's like denying civil rights for being left-handed or for your gender, or which they also do, mm. uh, or, or any other kind of biological thing. It turns out that the right doesn't give a shit whether <laughs> we're born with it or whether we choose it. Nope. They're still going to discriminate against us That's and great. hate us. So, But I guess it's good to at least have an understanding of human sexuality yeah. in general. Um, what I what I find weird is some gay guys I know are, are the most 
like butch, mm-hmm. traditionally masculine men I've ever known. My fraternity brother from college, I'm thinking of, mm. just such a guy, such a guy's guy. I don't see his brain as feminized in any way. Right. And yet that's what the science says, that we're all a little bit feminized in, in utero and then we wind up sucking dick. Mm. In political news, this is great news, actually. Yes. Over 400 LGBTQ candidates are running for office in 2018, more than ever before. Yes, queen. Yeah. That feels like a yes, queen. Yes, queen. Thank you. This is according to data from the Victory Institute's 2018 Out for America report. According to the report, 559 known LGBTQ elected officials are currently serving in the U.S., which is up from 448 the previous year. Um, but in order for us to achieve equitable representation, we would have to elect 22,827 more LGBTQ people to public office. Easy. So we're still way behind. But, you know, they keep talking about this blue wave yeah. that we hope will happen in November where Democrats surge and win back not only the House and the Senate, but maybe the governorships and state houses and state senates. It has to happen. Right. Um, and that means more women ever before are running, more people, people of color. color, more trans people, more yes. gay people. It's so fucking important. Because people are like taking matters into their own hands. They're like, you know, there was just this feeling of like, if you want to do something about the uh, political climate, you have to be the change you want to see in the world. Exactly. And more than anything else, if you're hearing my voice right now, wherever you live, Unless you're in Canada, in which case this doesn't really apply to you. Register to vote. Register to vote. If you literally type the words register to vote in your browser, it will take you immediately to a website where you can register. You can find out if you're already registered. It'll give you the instructions on how to vote in your community, where your local polling place is. It's so important, you guys. Every election, a fraction of eligible voters turn out, and that's how we wind up with Donald Trump as president and a Republican majority in the House and Senate. Our country is falling apart. Every single one of you needs to vote in November and win our country back. We're saying goodbye to JB now. Kwamisha, bye. bye. They're going to go see a movie. We have a changing of the guard. Katie is now sitting in the producer's chair. Hey, girl. Hey. We haven't heard your voice on this show in many, many months. But I've been around. I'm in the back. I pop up in the pictures. Yes. We miss you terribly. Thank you. All right. So, moving on from politics, this story caught my eye. This, I'm sure it did, because you love what we're about to talk about. How dare you? I don't know what you're talking about. This is a weird fucking story. I had to read it a few times um, before I really understood it. But a man is suing the Metropolitan Transit Authority, basically the transit cops here in New York City, after he claims he was unfairly arrested for cruising at the urinals in a public restroom. The allegedly wrongful arrest happened on the morning of April 17th, 2017. So it's almost, uh, well, what is that? That's uh, <laughs> it's a year and a half ago. I was kind of um, listening, kind of not yeah, listening. Inside the men's room at Grand Central Station. Now, I have heard. Yes. Of course, I wouldn't know myself. Wouldn't know. I have heard that the men's room at Grand Central and Penn Station tend to be a little bit cruisy. There tends to be some dick watching going on at the urinals. In court documents filed with Manhattan Supreme Court, Willie Campbell claims that a man using the urinal next to him leaned over and looked at his penis. When he pushed the man away, the 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 guy that had been looking at his penis, the cruiser screamed, what are you doing, you fucking faggot? And then he called him a dirty homo. By the way, this is a great strategy if you're ever caught cruising. (laughs) Pretend that you're the victim of the cruising. Exactly. And say something homophobic. Um, Katie, I was hoping we'd be listening to the pissing sound effect at this point, but uh, I realize you just got into your chair. Uh, Thank you. Moments later, this helps really understand what was going on. Moments later, an officer with the MTA appeared to arrest Campbell. As he was being handcuffed, he says that the cop shouted to another officer, another PP case. <laughs> I hate when people say PP. PP is a gross word. Oh, goodness. Then things got worse. Campbell was taken to the Midtown South Precinct Station House and charged with endangering the welfare of a child 
because I guess the uh, the cruiser mm-hmm. who called him a faggot was underage. He was also charged with criminal possession of a weapon. I don't know what that is. Exposure of a person in public lewdness. Um, oh, I see. The criminal complaint, this is according to Campbell now, who's suing. He says, the criminal complaint falsely stated that there were children in the restroom at the time the petitioner was using the urinal, but there were no children in the area. It states that the petitioner unlawfully exposed his penis when, in fact, all he was doing was urinating. Unable to make bail, he was held in custody. (laughs) That's a loud urination. He was held in custody for 72 hours until his arraignment. After appearing in court, he was cleared of all charges. But now he's pissed. (laughs) And he's seeking unspecified damages. A spokesperson for the MTA says, quote, we cannot comment on the specifics of this case or any pending litigation. Litigation. MTVA police officers are vital to maintaining a safe environment uh, for all who visit Grand Central. What do you think, Ryan? Well, I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I'm not really like a cruiser, but I feel like there are just some times where, you know, you kind of look over. I mean, there's there's obviously moments (laughs) where it's like, I am looking at your penis. It is very clear that I am trying to cruise. But there are also moments where it's like, you know, you look down and if there's no, um, what are they called? Divider. Yeah. I hate them. It, it, I know you do. It, it, there's a penis. That, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's hard to say what, maybe he wasn't cruising. When I went to see Sunset Boulevard on Broadway, oh, goodness. the revival with Glenn Close, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I went to the men's room at intermission. And I can't remember which theater we were in, but they had a very small men's room up in the balcony, which is unusual. Usually you have to go way down to the basement, to the lounge. Right. And I walked in and there were like two urinals and two stalls. And there was a guy at the urinal with the biggest, most beautiful penis you've ever seen, just literally waving it around. And I went next to him and I put my hand around it and it was so thick and heavy and just delicious, but that like, hot. there's nothing we could do. We're, we're, it's the busiest time of, of, of night for the, for the, I mean, intermission, everybody goes to the bathroom and it's a small bathroom. So people are coming in and out. So we stepped, we finished, we wash our hands, we step out. When I say finish, I mean, we finished peeing. Right. I don't think he was peeing at that point, And I couldn't pee because I was, you were just fixated on them. We step out into the theater and I was like, Hey, I'm Adam. And he's like, hi, I'm Schmendrick, whatever his name was. Schmendrick. And, uh, I was like, can I get your number? And he goes, oh, oh no. Ah. And he walked away. Like as if it was a preposterous question. I think either he was straight identified mm-hmm. or had a serious boyfriend. And this is just something right. he does. Because if I had that penis, yeah. I'd be showing it to the world. You wouldn't be here right now. I would just have a hole cut in the front of all my pants. And it would just hang. That part of the story is sad. But the thing is, like, cruising at a Broadway show, I feel like, is so hot like I, like just the, the idea of there's penis, so many gay guys there the idea of like penis and then also like broadway broadway like, it's to like your favorite things yes that's like a ryan frosting fantasy if you add um pizza to it yes ryan will literally have an orgasm i'm i'm having one right now <laughs> you don't know it but if you bring pizza into the men's room during intermission at a broadway show listeners <laughs> Let's make this happen. 2019 is coming. We need to set goals. That's actual audio of Ryan at intermission. Also, I just realized I that... I still think about that, Dick. I, Go ahead. I, I just realized that if ever there's not a sound effect that comes, I, I could be the sound effect. I should be your backup sound effect provider. Sure. But it sounds... I don't know. It sounds different when it's on mic. Wait, let me try it. Is that pissing? Yeah. It's try, to, try to do an orgasm now. Oh! Oh! But you can tell the difference, right, Katie? Like, one sounds live and the other sounds canned. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. His his was more like... Maybe maybe you can record it for us. I'll I'll jazz it up. Yes. (laughs) Jazz. Oh, yes. I love jazz. I'm going to release an album of me orgasming over, like, a saxophone and a... (laughs) Ryan Frostake does jizz jazz. (laughs) Jizz. Thank you. I'm on fire today. All right. um, Moving on. This is a story that Ryan Frostig found, and uh, I thought it was very timely and interesting. There's a new class of babies known as... Babies. Babies. T-H-E-Y-B's. 
Nate and Julia Sharp are raising their three-year-old twins with no gender at all. The couple does not reveal the biological sex of their children to anyone, including the children themselves. They are at the center of a new report from NBC News exploring the world of gender-free parenting. The idea is to shield the children from harmful gender stereotypes that hardwire them to be feminine uh, or masculine or, or, or even have an understanding of what those words mean. Uh, they're encouraged to dress how they feel, play with gender-neutral toys, and are referred uh, they are referred to with gender-neutral pronouns like they, them, and theirs. Um, the father, Nate Sharp, says a baby is different things to different people. For us, it means raising our kids with gender-neutral pronouns. Um, statistics revealing how many parents are raising their children like this don't exist yet, but a Facebook group for parents of babies boasts about 200 members. What do you think, Ryan? Here's the thing. I think this is amazing. I actually really do think that it there shouldn't be this sort of like you are this gender and you are this and and you know you need to like these things. I, I really support it and think it's great. The term baby horrible makes me more like roll my eyes. A it little might light. be pronounced baby because sometimes when you you know when it's not in the middle of the word, th doesn't make a th sound. It makes a th sound. So I'm a little better with thabies than thabies although they both sound like scabies i know and uh, been there done that here's my thing i think it's really important to let kids be whoever they're going to be and i do support um not making everything for a boy blue and everything for girl right. pink and giving the girls dolls and the boys guns i don't, I don't support giving any child a toy gun yes um that said if you're just looking at the numbers most human beings identify as one or the other from a very early age. Right. I think what's important is to pay attention to your baby and your infant and your child and, and notice how they refer to themselves, what kind of things they want to play with, how they like to present in terms of dress and go with that. But to give them no gender from birth or not explain to them what, what the concept of is, gender is. That's I don't know if I, I don't know. It's so radical. Well, I don't know right. how I feel about it. I, I I think I probably lean a little bit more towards what you're saying, but I think that um, you have to understand what gender is. I mean, it, it's a biological thing. I mean, it's very much like it's gender is not um, it's it's a state of mind. It's it's what you feel. It's what you. It's not necessarily what you have, but. Mm -hmm. It's also biology. You have to know. Some people have penises. Some people have vaginas. Women have girls and women have menstrual cycles. Boys and men ejaculate sperm. Right. You know there there are differences, and I think children need to know that. And I, if I, if I were a parent, and God, it's so complicated nowadays. But I think I would say to my child, some people are boys and some people are girls, and some people feel like both or neither. Right. And whatever you are, we love you. But yes. I would explain what's what that going means. on because especially through puberty, like a. A woman is going to a girl is going to experience changes that if she doesn't really know what yeah. is going on. Well, now, by puberty, they've probably learned just from like TV and school yeah, and, and school their and friends. Stuff. And but it's still important. I mean, I don't know if like people. I'm sure people are still. Do people still do the talk? Like, do parents? Is that like a thing? You know, my parents never did. <laughs> well, your parents. My parents had me watch Animal House when I was seven years old. <laughs> That's where. And The Shining. <laughs> Both great movies for children. So I knew all about sex, but I remember actually when I was about 12 or 13, I approached my parents and I was like crying because I was so like embarrassed and nervous. And I said, can you talk to me about the boys and the bee the birds and the bees? Because I kept hearing people say like, have you explained about the birds and the bees? And I really thought there was something I, I wasn't getting. Right. And my mom said, well, Adam, you know that boys have penises and girls have vaginas. And, and when they have sex, can those you do two it in things. voice? Adam you, oh. <laughs> Adam, you know that boys have penises and girls have vaginas. <laughs> We've taught you that. And, and I was so embarrassed. And of course, I did know that. I just thought like, but what's the birds and the bees? Right. Did she tell you this, though? Ass open to the wind. Stick it in. <laughs> Here I am. Katie, I miss you. <laughs> she you. didn't. She never told me that. Thank and I so wish she had. That. It would have saved me so much time because that, that's my motto now. Mm. You know the whole story of Romaine's ass open of the wind. Yes. Right? Yeah. So um, I don't know. I I think 
I admire what they're doing. I think it's a bit unrealistic. And like I just said, there's going to come a time very early on when the kids are faced with notions of gender and with people, with their friends and other people's friends, parents and TV and movies and everything yeah. else telling them this is a boy and this is a girl. They're going to learn it one way or it's the other. It's a very modern concept. It's very now. It's you very know. now. It's thoroughly modern. <laughs> thoroughly modern baby. Ryan, it's time for our weekly Pride update. I'm so proud that I remembered to do this two weeks in a row. I always want to do it, but uh, we were out of time. I wish the listeners could see me. Yeah, Ryan is bopping around to the generic, unlicensed Pride music. I love it. He is feeling... I'm going to listen to it all day. His electronic music. Um, okay, I want to start with a little story out of Buffalo Grove, Illinois. Uh, a 12-year-old girl who is an openly gay girl, she came out, um, she is creating the first ever pride festival in buffalo grove that's amazing she attended her first pride event last month uh, when she and her mother went to aurora pride that's a hard word for me aurora aurora in the chicago suburbs aurora. Um, her mother took her to this event shortly afterwards she came out as a lesbian with rainbow colored hair she said, quote, people at the parade were so open and showing their true colors. I feel like I didn't want to hide anymore. I wanted to show my true self. So with the help of her parents, she's now actively planning an inaugural, inaugural pride celebration for her hometown of Buffalo Grove. By the way, Buffalo Grove is a fabulous name for a lesbian bar. <laughs> I would go there. The family have support from Buffalo Grove town officials uh, and Indivisible Aurora. <laughs> which is the community advocacy group that organized Pride there. They plan to meet with Buffalo Grove police to map out a parade route. The family also launched a crowdfunding page via GoFundMe and has raised uh, almost 8000 of their $10,000 goal. This I printed this out a few days ago. It's probably way past 10000 yep. now. So good for Molly. I believe the children are future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the... Okay. <laughs> Don't get me going. I just need more, more singing. So that's, uh, that's the story of Buffalo Grove. Meanwhile, the following cities are celebrating Pride this week, and I wish them all the best. Here's the list. Nice, France. Yeah. It's nicer in Nice. Um, Hamburg, I think I mentioned last week, Hamburg, Germany. Our, to our Canadian listeners, hey. including uh, Schmeffen and Schween. Vancouver and Montreal both mm. celebrate Pride Work. approximately this week. Prague in the Czech Republic is celebrating Pride. Reykjavik, Iceland, Ryan. Isn't your friend going to be there? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call him. Sure. Your uh, insignificant That's other. That's a whole other. <laughs> uh, Rochester, New York, where my sister went to college, is celebrating Pride this week. And Charlotte, North Carolina, a fabulous city, Charlotte. Work. A progressive bastion surrounded by a state full of shitheads mm. <laughs> lovely rally durham is also fabulous and um and a uh, ashford ashwood what's that there's a there's I a town her. in north carolina asheville, that's, asheville thank yeah. you that's super artsy and liberal and there's a lot of great people in north carolina but charlotte is in Charlotte's, particular a great yeah. city and so happy pride to charlotte and rochester and all the rest of you and finally before we uh bring in our our guest this story caught my eye because you know I love the wacky animal stories. A goat was abandoned at a Walmart in Secaucus, New Jersey this past week. Um, the dwarf, he, he's known as a dwarf fainting goat, and he was found Thursday morning running loose in one of the nation's largest Walmarts. Animal control officers took him to a sanctuary, and they estimated him to be three to four months old. Um, caretakers discovered that he was also sick with something called ORF, which Oof. is a viral disease that can affect goat, sheep, goats, sheep, and humans. Uh, workers at the sanctuary named the baby goat Wally in honor of Walmart <laughs> and placed him in quarantine for further uh, inspection. <laughs> Secaucus Mayor Michael Gianelli said the rescue was an easy one. The goat didn't fight him. Um, and they were happy to have saved him. They have no idea who abandoned him, but his ear was tagged, which means he was marked for slaughter. So he may have just escaped the slaughterhouse on his own, or someone may have like set him free and said, where am I going to leave this goat? Oh, I know. Walmart. Walmart. Meanwhile, some Walmart shoppers volunteered to take the goat home, 
but their offer was turned down after it was revealed that they actually planned to eat the goat. I'm not making that up. Are awful. Because some people do eat goat meat. It's a delicacy in some cultures. So we're happy that Wally the goat has been saved and does not have to spend any more time at Walmart. Work, Wally. Because that's the worst. It's time for our guest segment. And I'm thrilled to, uh, to welcome our guest today. He is a multi-hyphenate, Ryan. Mm. I hate those fucking multi-hyphenates. He's a queer comedian, writer, producer, and host based here in New York City. Time Out New York has called him a joyously acerbic stand-up favorite. His humor pieces have been published in The New Yorker. That's big time. Wow. And The Huffington Post. And he's young enough to be my boyfriend. Here is a taste of the comedy stylings of Zack Zimmerman. You are, let's play a game. Do you want to play a game? Yeah. Okay, great. It's called Unexpected First Date. Hi, I'm Zack. Hi, I'm Josh. Josh, nice to meet you. How many siblings do you have, Josh? Um, I have one sibling. You have one sibling? That's amazing. Are you older or younger? I'm older. Awesome. Josh, do you find me sexually attractive? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh, what <laughs> position are you, Josh? Uh, well, I'm straight. Thanks for playing, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really great game. You didn't win, but your consolation prize is me flirting with you later, so that's going to happen. Um, okay. I thought I had better gaydar, uh, but I don't. He's at a table with a lady. Um, his wife. Oh, I didn't look at the ring. Okay, she is sitting one, two, three people away from you, Josh. We got the one-arm rule. Let's be... How long have you been together? Ten years. Okay. You know, the tenth anniversary gift is a man. It's a man. Please give a warm ass welcome to Zach Zimmerman. Oh, thank you for having me. Hi, Zach. Zach, that bit is hilarious, and especially because it, it's obviously crowd work. It's just off the cuff. Oh, totally. I'm very lazy and don't like writing. So whenever <laughs> who does a show is happening, I'm like, I'm gonna pull someone on stage. Just let it write itself. Yeah. But I was very impressed with it because crowd work is hard, Ryan. Yeah. You never know what someone's gonna say, and so to be able to come up with something quick like that when you said the 10 year anniversary present is a man. It's just hilarious. Well, I come from uh, I spent seven years or wasted seven years in Chicago. Um, and that's where I did a lot of like improv and sketch stuff. Um, Were you part of Second City? I did two cruise ships with them. I was never good enough to be on their like uh, upper echelon stages. I didn't even um, know they had a Yeah, I'd rather do the ship. cruise ship. That sounds fun. Yeah. Where'd you it's, go? It's, well, the first one was uh, New York to Bermuda, like every week. Nice. The first week is great. The second week's great. And then you're like, you start to realize the like yeah. weird hell you're in. Because every Monday is the same food. And every Tuesday, it just, you get in this. Yeah, that cruise ship life is. Yeah. How many cruises did you go on? It was four months times two, so what is that? Eight months, using my math skills, and then week-long cruises, so I guess... And you just went every week? Yeah, yeah. Now, but, usually on those cruise ships, the entire entertainment staff is gay, so did you just have, like, endless sex? I had a boyfriend at the time. What? Yeah. And we were, we were closed, so I, like... I, I, I did I, it all wrong. That's a it. huge mistake. I did mistake. it all wrong. Because I'm sure you, there were offers, right? Oh, yeah. And beautiful men. Well, that's very kind of you. Uh, <laughs> and this, during the second contract, he was like falling out of love with me. So I was not getting any. And also my relationship was falling apart. So like, That is that's, such a sad you story. Were really, <laughs> the first one was great. We He like came on board for a week. We like... Fuck next to dolphins, like through a porthole, like wow. things that you can only imagine. But then, yeah, we we slowly fell out of love, or he fell out of love. I guess we both. I don't know. Is it a moment when you fall out of love, or is it a gradual thing? It's For me, it's know. a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I've been falling out of love with men ever since I was born, and vice versa. It's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle. That's it's right. Lifestyle. It's, all, it's really my lifestyle. lifestyle. Was that the relationship, Zach, where you had a mold of your penis made and gave it to him as a present? It is. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. She knows my biography. Honey, Thank you I so have much. done my research. She does. So the first ship, it was four months. And I was like, that's a long time to not have sex. Uh, 
so I, I ordered a, a kit. I think it's create a willy or make a willy off Amazon. Um, and Can I just say I hate the word willy? I know. All words for penis. Named willy. Well, that I don't mind. But aside from pee pee, there's nothing that sounds more <laughs> diminutive oh, oh, oh. referring to a penis than willy. How about your tiny little dick? <laughs> well, that I hear all the time. Your, right? your, your, your baby little <laughs> miniature version of what, what once could maybe one day impregnate someone. That's my grinder headline. <laughs> Uh, but but so okay so you got this kit got this kit uh and it's used by like military people Mm -hmm. so like oh your lovers going off to military you like make this replica mold um and it's it's hard to make no pun intended like you have to put your you have to be erect and put it into this like cylinder that you hold still so and you have to stay erect the whole time how long long does that two minutes now did he help you make this was he like fluffing you yeah it was like a fun you it's not sexy it's like a couple's activity activity. yeah we're gonna go to applebee's we get a group on (laughs) replica mold of your penis was there any viagra involved no no i was young at the time and didn't need honey that I don't need Viagra <laughs> at 47, but let me tell you, it is a, it's a, it helps it, because it makes you rock hard and it oh. also makes you, it makes your dick a little bigger. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I also, I, gives me like, I'd say another half an inch length and girth. What? I don't need Viagra, but I, the one time that I took it, I also felt like kind of a, like a little buzz. Yeah. It makes you it makes you a little high. It also makes you congested, which for me I've already got a deviated septum. <laughs> so it's like I am feeling really sexy, but I cannot blow you because I can't breathe. Why does it congest you? It constricts everything. Oh. So it makes your face get red, gives some people a headache, and it really for me causes like no nasal uh, passageway. Yeah, I can't breathe. Which whatsoever. might be your kink too. It's really not. But kink. okay, so you make this dick. Make this dick. Give it to him. And, and when then, you looked at it, did it look exactly like your dick to I you? I think so. I've I've brought it out occasionally at a party, <laughs> just like to a close friend. Yeah, I'm dying to see it because I have it now because we broke up. Well, yeah. So that's so you oh tell this God. joke that you break up, and what happens? Oh my goodness, you're you're you were going there. It's it's I new. Mean, where else would I go? I don't know. On the Adam Sank show. Yes. Do you know me? I, I I listened to an episode. I was like, okay. We're filthy. Ranch Town City Heights. It's Dick Radio. But it's like, I'm raunchy too. But when you see you're raunchy, I have so much like self-loathing and hatred. I'm like, wait, am I that? And then I'm like, yeah. I am. That's only because you're young. You'll grow out of oh, that. Oh, good. Some of, you'll grow out of some of it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, some of, some of it. We'll always hate ourselves on some level. Oh, we have to. It's part of the gay it gets experience. Easier. It gets better. So, okay. So, Hashtag. you break up. We break up and then I'm moving out. We, uh, oh my god all of my comedy is just about this breakup because he dumped me on a plane which mm. is like awful terrible uh, i don't know if he planned it but we'll see and then i'm getting all my belongings and like sorting through things and if it was a gift they're supposed to keep it and this was a gift but it's also my penis so i kept it uh, yeah. and i took it to my like bachelor pad you didn't like, ask him you just took no, it. no i took it yeah yeah i'm I, taking my dick and i'm leaving i'm taking my dick and i'm leaving and i put it in my new apartment and it's empowering because it is rock hard. It's like seeing your Viagra penis all the time. What color is it? It's like a fleshy. Oh, like on that show. That's a great question, and I wonder if they have different shades for different fellas. So I don't mean to like spoil your punchline, but <laughs> but I put that dick in my ass. You fucked yourself. <laughs> yes, yes. On, that is my question. On, yeah, because I was trying to rebound. I don't know. It, it's funny when you're an artist. You're like. Do you do things just so that you, you can have You did it for the material. Kind of. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. But also I was like getting out of a relationship and exploring like that part of myself because I exclusively topped there. And I was like, oh, maybe I should explore this side of myself. And maybe you were a little curious. I was a little curious. As to what your dick feels like. True. Now well, I know. that's Ryan and I were talking on the way over yeah. about this. And we both said, like, I would never pay for this because I don't pay for anything. But if I, <laughs> if someone cheap. bought me this kit, I, I would love. Or a sponsor. To, make a willy. Thank you. Listening. If only we had some. <laughs> I would love to know what what my dick feels like. I can't imagine it's terribly satisfying, but like mm, based I've, on feedback you've gotten, yes, and just you know sight. But I, <laughs> but I am curious to know like the reviews have not been is good. It, it, does it feel good? Is it satisfying? Is it is it jabby? Because I don't like Ooh, a jabby penis. You yeah. might have a jabby. How big is yours? Oh, of course I'm talking about the mold now. The mold, yeah. <laughs> know i go back and forth you ever like catch yourself in a mirror and you're like i'm looking good today and then you catch yourself another way and you're like like, i'm a monster 
I'm that way with we my just, penis. We I'm just like, did a story hey. called Summer Penis about how in the summertime, everyone's dick appears bigger. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Because of the heat, like thermal the heat, expansion? The amount of water you're drinking, the blood oh. cells are, are, are wider. <gasps> Everything widens. And so you're, that makes sense. you hang more, your, your balls hang low. Oh, because you're probably trying to attract a mate for the winter. Yeah. So sometimes uh, you like, see it and you're like, oh. Yeah. But then other times I'm like, oh, my God, I have the small. Well, something's been happening where I keep hooking up with guys who have gigantic penises like things you so would, bad for you oh my goodness things you would like win at a state fair they're so large like you don't know what to do with and them. you're more of a top so you can't even accommodate them there's no there's no use for it like, what a waste a hung bottom what a waste uh, send what them, a waste send them my way i'll turn <laughs> them into a top find something for them <laughs> but then i'm wondering like oh maybe my denominator is just smaller and everyone it's hard to know what averages everyone rounds up oh i know you you know what average is? Yeah. Because you are it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. the walking I'm like 50th percentile penis. Child. You're the atomic clock that like keeps track <laughs> of right. time, except you're the mid median dick size. I'm Greenwich peen time. Thank you. I just came up with that. Wow. Okay. I mean, I'm glad you just came that up with that. That wasn't. Like, if you, keep, if you said it again. <laughs> that wasn't even. Really Come on. Greenwich Adam. mean time? Greenwich peen time? I get nothing? Let's, let's move mean on. Mean and peen. Let's move forward. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. It's, that was quick. Shit. Tough room. Zach, how did it feel? It was okay. <laughs> yeah you didn't love it i it was like oh man how long ago was that year and a half well it was on christmas eve day um so i was like alone and it was just me because what um, better way exactly to celebrate the birth a of better Christ? way you're actually from a, a <laughs> <laughs> wow you're actually from a conservative christian family actually yes will they be listening to this episode Are they no Maybe. I've blocked my mother on social media. Yeah. I, I made her cry um, on Mother's Day, so we're figuring that oh, out. Oh, really? I was like, happy Mother's Day, moms. Thanks for the trauma. And she goes, <laughs> she called me and cried. Oh. And I was like, it says moms. Right. You were trying to be generic, but I she took to it personally. My mother would take it personally, too. But yeah. you do that a lot. You post uh, text messages, text oh, yes. conversations on social media that you've had with your family. They're, they're ridiculous. Mom and dad are very conservative and just like Fox News talk tracks. And I'm a stirrer, so like I'll start up things with them to like get them to Content. respond. Yeah. And then my siblings are a little more progressive. Uh, but yeah, mom and dad, my whole life has just been about figuring out my relationship uh, with them. How many siblings do you have? There's four of us total, and I'm number two. Are you the younger? Are you younger do you, have, do you have an older brother is what he wants to oh know. no i'm the firstborn son yes heir, okay. heir to the throne we just did a story about how if you're a younger brother you're more likely to be gay and oh, the yes. bottom i oh i didn't know about the bottom part mm -hmm. but i did hear about the someone gave like a ted talk or something where right you are your job is to take care of the other kids right like you is that what the no it's not that it's actually biological they think biologically in the womb something happens to a woman with each son she has that, um each son is progressively more feminine than the son before it, according to science, because of something that happens in, in vitro. So, um, my brother's yeah. super mask. Yeah, I mean, and it's, he's jacked. Like something mm -hmm. happened in the past few years. And yeah. straight. Uh, yeah. For now, well, divorce. We can we can negotiate that. Yeah. Need, it's all negotiable. It's 2018. Yes. It's a spectrum. Everything is. So t your coming out couldn't have been easy. Yeah, and I didn't like formally do it. I tried to do it, so I went to Princeton and they picked people to like give a funny speech and I was gonna open with the line like, I haven't changed at all at Princeton. I like came here a Southern Baptist carnivore uh, straight person and tomorrow I'll graduate a gay vegetarian atheist. And I showed my mom <laughs> a draft of it and she goes, does it mean, does this mean you're gay? Can we this not make true? this the conversation of the weekend? Uh, so I changed it to feminist. Um, but that's how you came out to her. I, yeah, and then I assumed we, we've chatted over the years and I've gotten her to a point where she's like, I love you no matter what, uh, which was in an olive garden where she shared that wisdom. Um, That's beautiful. But then I texted her was like it over breadsticks. It was over breadsticks. Unlimited we breadsticks. Bread. Yes. <laughs> but I texted her. I painted my nails a few months ago and texted her a picture and she was like, I don't understand. And I was like, what? And she goes, you need to come out to your father. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh so you, you only, haven't talked? So only she know, knows. I get, well, he must like know. I've mentioned my ex to him before. He texted me a few days ago and was like, uh, buy me a Fitbit. And I said, accept me for who I am. <laughs> and he said, I love you, period. Oh. I'll love you more if you get me a Fitbit. That's sweet. Oh, that's but sweet. those are the kind of chats that you post online. Yeah. So maybe I do need to. I, I've always struggled with like saying 
the actual words or it being like assumed, but, and maybe that means maybe that's a bad thing. And I should do need to like declare to him, like I am gay. I, I do not so, see myself marrying a woman. I think there's some power in saying the words out loud. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, the, I've always said this to people with conservative religious parents, whatever, because I don't, I, I was lucky. My parents are super liberal, progressive Jews, Still weren't great when I came out, but <laughs> right, you know, right. Even the are most. great now. But what I always say to, to people is give your parents an opportunity to accept it. Mm. You know, if you don't tell them, right. if you just assume it's going to be terrible, you may be underestimating them and you're certainly um, preventing any kind of growth in the relationship with them. If you tell them and they freak out, well, then they freak out, but at least they know. And right. maybe 10 years from now, they'll be fine with it. Right, yeah, right. The way my parents are. Totally. I think time hopefully softens everyone. Like, hate is exhausting to keep up. Donald <laughs> like Trump's doing a pretty energy. good job in it. He gets point. more and more hateful by the day. Uh, and they're Trump supporters too, right? Yeah. Mom, well, the, both of them. I feel like my dad's a little, like, smarter and you can get him to a point. But mom is, like, literally just watching Fox News and giving the talk track. And it's exhausting as a family. We have to decide, like, what's more important, my, like, relationship with my mother or like advancing the cause in a conversation with her. I think a lot of families have to do that. I really yeah. do consider myself so fortunate that we all hate Trump. Like it's just so much easier right. than if we had to be like, like my, I have this uh, aunt, uh, my aunt Marsha who's <clears throat> always, she's always been kind of Marcia, a big Marcia, personality Marcia. and, uh, she's just, I mean, she was always a, li a liberal Democrat her whole life. We, we all were, you know, fucking Jews, from the Lower East Side. Um, but she has become like a Fox News viewer and she it's all about Israel for her and who's going to mm. protect Israel and Trump will keep Israel safe and the Democrats are anti-Semitic and they hate Israel. Meanwhile, she doesn't understand that like most Trump supporters are the, the biggest anti-Semites in the world Ever. that they they would sooner kill us than talk to us. The fact that she thinks that somehow Trump is good for Jews is insane. It's insane. And trying to explain that to her, it's just you're talking to a wall because they have different information. Right. Their information is not our information. Right, right. So it's like trying to convince someone the sky is red. Oh, it is. You didn't hear. Sometimes. It's very red. Well, I was also going to ask because like, I feel like I, I mean, my dad and my stepmom, who I don't speak to, um, they voted for Trump. Ew, really? Yeah, you knew that. I forgot. Yeah. What state are we in? Connecticut. Oh, and I actually found out Connecticut it was always been like a very liberal. It was one of the first states to recognize, you know, legalized gay marriage and it was like, you know, one of the first states um where like medical marijuana was a thing. It's just like it's always been like a very liberal state. I found out that my town 60% of my town voted for Trump. Oh my god, disgusting. A big number. But I also feel like I have friends whose parents voted for Trump and then now are kind of like coming to their senses. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your parents are still right? Is there anything they've seen that has deterred them? I've asked my mother point blank, like what, what, what would he have to do for you to stop supporting him? Right, and and she's a one issue voter on abortion. So if he if he supported a woman's right to choose, she would turn, which he has in the past. Like that's an issue that he very clearly, like strategically switched on in mm -hmm. order to activate right a base. So if he became more of a shithead, she would be for him. More she, she would turn against him. <laughs> if he, yeah, in her mind. That's so frustrating. Zach, you have this character <clears throat> that you do named Luke Babylon, right? Yes. Who, who is a Christian magician. He's a Christian magician. Now, when I first heard this, because we have a mutual friend, Hannibal, who told me about you initially. Oh, yes, yes. He said, oh, he does this um, Christian magician character, and I just assumed that you were going to be kind of a a Jimmy Swagger type, like, like I'm heal yourself, ladies mm. and gentlemen. And it would just be a goof. But then I watched some of the videos and you're actually doing magic, like actual magic tricks that are impressive. And you don't really have like a, a over the top character. So explain to me Luke Babylon. I don't quite get it. Yeah. So it started 
on the cruise ship actually because there was a magician on board and i babysat his daughter and he like taught me some magic tricks and you have a lot of downtime so yeah. i like rediscovered especially this. when you're not fucking the uh, other entertainer there was literally nothing to do <laughs> and i for a month tried not to masturbate which is what takes Ugh. more effort than doing it God um bless you. but then i was i was rediscovering magic like i did it like a lot of kids at uh, 11 or 12 um and started playing around with cards and then I was working on a show where every scene would be like interactive with the audience. And for some reason, the phrase like Christian magician came to mind. <laughs> and so as I was developing him, he he's just very smart um, and knows a lot about uh, evangelical Christianity because I was raised that way and was one until like 18 ish uh, and does magic. And so he's. But you're not goofing on on evangelical Christians with the character. Like, I think yeah. the people in Times Square who you're interacting with think that you're a real Christian and, mm -hmm. like, like you because of they it. They want to see the magic. He's maybe, and this is something I, right, what I ended up parodying, or I've softened him over time because I was, like, to spend an hour in a theater with him, I, like, had to be somewhat likable. So I started, like, what would be what would be the best version of Christianity? Like take away all the terrible things and like make, make this the like smartest Christian magician you can think of. Um, and maybe I've softened the satire too much, but it, it, cause I don't think it's, I'm softening. I used to, to, to very much, uh, like reject, uh, Christianity and, 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 and still do, but I've softened in how, I, I don't have like an anger or a rage that I once had. Like if you believe something and it like makes your life more fulfilling and gives it meaning, like more power to you. It's just once it starts to infringe on someone else's ability to have that same choice that I start to get bothered. So I didn't want to just That's like healthy. Yeah, I think so. And I, so I didn't want to show that just like makes fun of what uh, members of a religion believe. Um, but I did want to poke fun at the idea that someone thinks they can like instantly change your mind or instantly convert you on the street, uh, or manipulates you by using magic to, to get you to change your mind. It's very clever and very interesting. Um, it's the, I hope it's a conversation starter. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. he's not, it's not, you're right, it's not a cartoon. He, right. he is like a human. He's not, he's not like a drag character. He's, no, he's, right. He's real. Katie, we have like four minutes left, right? <sighs> Thank you okay. for so <laughs> it's time to play Ask Me No Questions. Ask me no questions. Ask me no questions. Yeah. Who were your comedy inspirations growing up? And you can say me. I won't be embarrassed. Adam Sang. Thank you. And embar not embarrassingly, but Jay Leno. Like wow. I, I know I, as really? I've grown up, you people were supposed to be Letterman kids, but I, I didn't know any better. And I grew up with Jay Leno. I watched the Tonight Show every night. I, I loved his monologue, and I know Same. he was a, a butt during the like transition of power. Um, but that's who informed me. And when you would like wake up at 2 a.m. and watch the like old SNL episodes that have like the weird sketches, you'd be like half asleep. I feel like those like planted seeds in my mind. Yeah, I never quite got Jay Leno as yeah. certainly not as a talk show host, but even as a comedian, I know everyone says like, oh, he was one of the greatest. He is one of the greatest comedians of all time. I just don't I don't know. I find him funny. I mean, I've completely changed now. I mean, I've got a lot of like queer folks that I love watching. Who do you like now? Uh, like Joel Kim Booster makes me laugh. Julio Torres, John Early. Um, and I've always, I, I liked Ellen's stuff and Wanda Sykes. Just, oh, yeah. There's so many ways to approach doing uh, gay comedy or just comedy where you happen to be gay. Um, but I like, I like me too. I like, I, like I, myself. I influence I me. Hilarious. See, it's not all self-loathing, man. It's not all. No. I, uh, I became confident like a couple months ago. It was a nice moment. Good for you. I think turning 30 helped. And the penis mold. And the penis. <laughs> Describe the worst gig you've ever had. Oh, my goodness. It's in Chicago. A guy emailed me like, hey, we want to put together this improv show for a woman celebrating her husband's 50th birthday. Um, oh, those are the worst. It was a surprise. So no one knew yep. an improv show was about to happen. Oh. And Adam. We were in front of the food. Oh, yeah. no. Yes. We performed. We were you blocking were keeping people, people from food. From getting Which food. is, yes. Never have food on stage. Were they Jews? Because that could have been violent. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't ask everyone point blank. What is your dream job? Like, where would you love to, what would you love to be doing 10 years from now besides dating me? Oh, my goodness. 10 years. Well, by then you're going to be In ancient. a wheelchair. hundred. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Uh, I... <laughs> I think the dream is actually to have no job. So I want a really, really lazy job. And I think it's hosting the prices right. 
Oh my God, I agree 100%. I always say if I could just make a million dollars, which is not that much money nowadays, I would never work again. Right. These people who keep going from project to project, I'm like, just give me some money and I'm done. It used to be, I Uh-oh. used to want to host The Tonight Show, but I think that'd be too much work. Like, Zach Zimmerman, how can people follow you on social media? Oh my goodness, my handle's ZZ, the word double ZZ. Uh, that's Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and you have a website? I have a website. It's uh, in this industry, you gotta have a website.com. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I want to thank, thank Ryan Frostick for hosting. Next week, tune in Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. I don't know who our guest will be, but it'll be someone fabulous. Follow me, me, on Twitter and Instagram, at Adam Sank. Download my comedy album. Have a great week, bitches. Thanks, Zach. Bye. Bye, lovers. Bye. Bye.